Find them online at memoryfireworks.com. This 4th of July, light up the sky with Memory Fireworks. You're listening to KRWF 95.9 LPFM, RadioFreeFargo.org. We're streaming wherever in the world you are. We're here pumping out quality content just like this. Can of Talk and D with Wilson every Thursday, 4 o'clock. I get in here, 420, I open a big fat bag of cannabis news. This Thursday's no different, so I get ready for that. Uh, we got to blaze through some red tape here, play some songs, and at 420, we will uh, get right into it. So again, thank you for joining me. Talk about cannabis legalization, the benefits of cannabis. Uh, I have a updated signature count for the New Approach North Dakota ballot initiative that's currently sweeping the state of North Dakota. I'll tell you where you can sign and all that stuff as we get going. Right before me, was side stage with Trav, one to three. Again, kind of talking D with Wilson at four. 420, open a big fat bag of cannabis news. Directly after me, a stinky arts music mart. Locals on the eight. Radio Free Madness and Black Ring Ritual. That's your Thursday here on Radio Free Fargo. KRWF 95.9. Again, it's a beautiful day to be listening to this radio station outside in a lawn chair. Of course, have your soda duct taped to your hand if you're into a sugary concoction like soda. I'm a water guy. <laughs> anyway, uh, welcome and thanks for joining me. I believe God himself created cannabis to use as we see benefit, as we as we see fit. And I uh, thank him for that in the form of worship at the Antioch Church downtown, 417 Main Avenue, 10 a.m. I roll up in there. And if you'd like to uh, get your guide on, join me. This week, I'm not on the skins. So uh, maybe you can sit by me if you behave yourself. However, put on your resin soaked seatbelt. It's time to get into this Canatalk and D with Wilson. Canatalk and D on Instagram will tell you when this show, minus the music, is on. And there you have it. It's the only social media that I really uh, utilize. I'm not, I don't have no TV. I don't have, uh, you know, any of those other social media things. I do have Instagram so I can post it up. And, you know, it is what it is. Maybe one day I'll get rid of that and go completely off the radar and just read books. But anyway, this show is brought to you by Black Cottage Alchemy, Black Cottage Alchemy on Facebook, blackcottagealchemy.com. Or you can scurry on downtown here to Tochi Products unless you're already downtown then you wouldn't have to scurry anywhere. You would just have to be there and pick up some of this stuff. Uh, colloidal silver, the body butter. It's got 1,600 megs of CBD, mango butter, shea butter, cocoa butter, and some other butters, myrrh, frankincense, and the new batch has got yiling, yilang, yiling, yilang. It makes me want to sing and, and hang. Yiling, yilang. And I was going to Google the benefits of it, but I I forgot. Maybe I'll do it after the show. But again, get you some of this. It's good for all kinds of stuff. It's uh, good for neuropathy, hydration of the face, neck. It's just really good stuff. And I always have some on hand. I suggest you do the same. And then that's shouting out my sponsor, Black Cottage Alchemy. Again, thank you for sponsoring Canatalk and D with Wilson. And if you're in Tochi Products, make sure you sign the stinking New Approach North Dakota Cannabis Legalization Petition. It's also at Orange Records. And while I'm Talking about it, I'm going to tell you where all the daily signing locations are. If you're in the biz or the man of puffing stuff, Ignite Dispensary, Knock Oots, which that's got to be Canadian, right? What's the rule of boot at the new Oots? Come again. Fargo, West Fargo, Moorhead. We got Orange Records. Shout out, Matt. Tochi Products. Shout out, Joe. You just mentioned that. Eseg City, the skate shop, 46 and 2 tattoo. Thunder Coffee, Mother's. 
And that's in uh, Moorhead. Grand Forks got your discontent in your Oshata Records and Comics. Minot, Budget Music and Video, Cloud D, Pipe Dreams, The Ranger, Nola's Lounge, man, Minot, Rockin' on the Rocks, Lucky Smoke Shop, Landing Bar and Bottle Shop, and Pekin, the Pekin Lodge. Now, if you're going to get somewhere and you're going to stay somewhere, why don't you get out there and stay at the Pekin Lodge? I wonder if they'll let you smoke there. I doubt it. <laughs> uh, they'll say no, and I'm just kidding. We're here to change the law, not break the law. And as a Christian, I've kind of put down the whole kind of combustion consumption. You know, I'm still with the uh, the dryer vape and all forms of edibles, but I personally don't don't smoke for my own personal, I guess, religious views. But hey, I don't knock and I don't dog and I don't judge. I'm kind of talking to you with Wilson. We talk about cannabis. And so those are places that you can uh, sign. And I'm going to let you wait, make you wait till 420 so I can tell you how many signatures. But if you're thinking we're never going to make it, man, we are cruising. I'm telling you. So it's, uh, I would, I mean, I would just start getting ready to get your signs. And let me say this. I happen to know that the signs that, remember measure three signs? You had to pay for them? Hot, tat, 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 tat. Not this measure. You'll, it looks like you'll be able to get them for free. So that's exciting. I don't know what measure number it's going to be, but I can assure you it's going to be on the ballot. I mean, I'd, I mean, people would say, well, don't look the gift horse in the bud, you know? Well, I know how many there that's been compiled and I know how many is needed. So, so there, and you guys don't. So, you know, so there. But anyway, you're listening to Radio Free Fargo, KRWF 95.9, more specifically, Canada Talk Indy with Wilson. And again, it is a beautiful day if you're living in Fargo. It's a little breezy, but we dig it. I'm going to get you into this first uh, round of music. Here's my boy, Robbie Krieger, La Bamba. Let's do it. Well, that was pleasant to my ears. I don't know about y'all. That was La Bamba featuring Phil Chen, Ed Roth, more specifically Robbie Krieger from The Grateful Dead. And that was groovy. And so that's just got us uh, one foot into this thing. Kind of talking day with Wilson. Every Thursday I get in here. It's KRWF 95.9 LPFM, RadioFreeFargo.org. Every Thursday, 420, I open a big fat bag of cannabis news. And we got some stuff to talk about. I got some animal stories in the uh, in the segment today. I'm excited about that. Um, I don't even want to even mention it. Uh, I had so much fun with the uh, can, you know, feeding cannabis to donkeys. I look at all animal stories when there's cannabis involved with kind of a little. So today is kind of light and easy. We ain't got a lot of like uh, rough, tough, complex things to get through. Uh, it's actually just kind of an interesting good old day. And what I would want you to take away from this, especially if you're North Dakota, is New Approach North Dakota. Get out, sign Orange Records, Tochi Products here in Fargo. Go to New Approach, newapproachnorthdakota.org. Find out where in your town you can sign. If you want to get involved, I mean, get out there, get some signatures. I think they're even paying you. Again, go to that same aforementioned website and reach out. And uh, July, uh, like the middle of July is the deadline. And again, they're already at uh, over 14,000. I think they need like 15, five. They're going to want to get 18 to cover the spread, but they're doing some sort of authenticating pre, you know, to make sure that they're authentic signatures before. So, I mean, they're just kind of like allows the spread to be narrower if need be, you know, and I'm not saying that's the case, but uh, the the tighter you keep an eye on your signatures and you may, you ensure that they're proper as each one comes across your board before you send it to the next side, you know, you, you're going to need less 
the extra, you know. So that's good news, and I just told you, 14,000, that's the uh, word on the streets, uh, well, uh, well over 14,000, and uh, that's coming uh, off the uh, Ribfest push, and so, you know, that was, uh, that was a good one there, and so it's good news, it's great news, I mean, and again, I love it, you come on the scene, three months to go, bing, 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 now, you know, uh, many greases the wheels, and uh, I'm not going to complain about that. Because, again, I've got a uh, full walk-in closet, 13-foot ceilings, zero windows, two shelves to hold supplies, just itching to get three plants growing in my uh, closet. I can't wait. I mean, I'm already Amazon, you know, I'm almost Googling Amazon orders just to see what I'm going to need. So, come on, people. Let's get this thing done. huh? So, anyway, New Approach, North Dakota. That's what's happening when it comes to cannabis legalization, three plants you're going to be allowed to grow up to an ounce you can possess. And then I, I don't know if there's business and taxing involved. I mean, that's something you're going to have to uh, look into yourself. However, it's again, it's great news. We'll talk about it more at uh, 420. But uh, this hour of programming on 95.9 Radio Free Fargo is being underwritten by Drummer's Journey. Drummer's Journey offers percussion instruments, hardware, electronics, accessories, and more. They have full service for drummers, including repair, custom building, and lessons. Drummer's Journey is located at Highway 10 East Mall in Moorhead, Minnesota. Their hours are Monday through Thursday, 11 to 7, Fridays and Saturdays, 11 to 5, Sundays, noon to 5. For more info, check drummersjourney.com. They have a profile on Facebook. Well, good for Drummer's Journey. I always like how they write that. They have a profile on Facebook. So there. All right. Now you be thinking about going to some other drum store, but they don't have a profile on Facebook like Drummer's Journey. So thanks for underwriting us. And if you need some sticks or some skins or just be annoying in there until they tell you to leave, Drummer's Journey. Can of Talk Indeed with Wilson's brought to you by Black Cottage Alchemy. A shout out to them for fun. And uh, we uh, have came to a spot here where I am going to pick one of these no i can't pick that one can't pick that one all right let's see we'll talk about this and i forgot to talk about this last thursday and i apologize uh for those of you in south dakota or keeping up with south south dakota amendment c was uh basically our i can't remember what it what the measure was but i beat it to death on this show because it was going to control ballot initiatives remember that one i forget oh what was it like say no on four or no on i i forget what it was because i remember i remember i was trolling uh the uh facebook uh page promoting this stupid bit uh, measure and i just trolled them they ended up just deleting and then just blocking me completely but this uh, amendment c was basically that they wanted you to think that it had to do with the uh you know with uh, legislators and taxes and everybody knew it had to do with controlling the people's power to make change through ballot initiatives they wanted to increase the percentage of amount they wanted you to get 60 percent instead of 50 well that got smashed that got smashed just like the other one too i wanted to say and uh, amendment c was defeated so that's exciting i just wanted to tell you i was a crushing 67 to 33 percent defeat and uh, it was legislator legislature's attempt to unnecessarily amend the South Dakota Constitution. Uh, let's see. It, it, putting aside, it was the indefensible timing. It was also deeply flawed in terms of substance. Uh, they applied a 60% threshold for passage of a ballot question on the subjective basis. 
Uh, Amendment C from the perspective of both process and policy was abysmal. South Dakota voters gave it the embarrassing ending that it it deserved. So shout out, South Dakota. You guys rock. uh, I'm really glad. I'm really glad. Now, it's yes on 27. Measure 27, y'all is up. They're going to vote on November 8th. If you're in South Dakota, do it. If not, just, you know, just uh, support. So request a yes on 27 sign. And uh, at 420, we're going to get into this thing. But right now, it's bound for glory to Dashy Trucks, Pam. Oh, yeah. Somebody. Bound for glory, Tedeschi Trucks Band, and it's time for Counter Talking D with Wilson. We're a little, we're a little late, but that's how we do it. Nobody cares. That's right. And I haven't said it in a while. The song that I play is "Wake and Bake" by the Goats. If you got a medical card? Get that long glass cylinder thing. Fill it full of ice, and let's get it, huh? Yo, it's Wilson from Canatalk ND. You know, the super awesome show you're getting ready to listen to. I think you should go and subscribe to the YouTube channel. I'll wait. Okay, enjoy the show. We'll go ahead and fade that out. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Canatalk ND with Wilson. We're going to talk about cannabis legalization, cannabis in general, animals eating cannabis for the good of the land. You get it all right here. I'm kind of talking to you with Wilson. I'm Wilson. I just got extra stoked. Let's get into it, huh? Let's do it, huh? Let's do it. Yeah, let's do it. All right, I'm done. Um, <laughs> oh, man, I don't think anybody should ever give me a microphone. Uh, I just don't know that I'm the guy that should be allowed to say whatever he wants in a, you know, amplified manner. But, uh, you know, hey. Yeah, <laughs> boop, boop, boop. Cannabis moment, GOP Senate candidate, <clears throat> and this is a goofy looking dude too if you want to Google it, uh, GOP Senate candidate pushes pot for potholes, cannabis funded infrastructure plan in hilarious campaign ad, uh, pot for potholes, that's the cannabis funded infrastructure plan that a guy in Missouri, candidate for U.S. Senate is proposing. Okay, so... Gardner, that's his last name, has worked to stand out in a crowded field of dozen of opponents. He released a spot in April that includes a plan to federally legalize cannabis and use some of the resulting tax revenue to repair America's roads. When I get to Washington, D.C., he said, I plan on introducing my pot for potholes. Oh, wait a minute. He's from Missouri. When I get to Washington, D.C., I plan on introducing my pot for potholes legislation, he said, in, he said in an ad which describes the candidate's serious policy proposal in a fairly over-the-top manner, legalize marijuana at the federal level and take a portion of the tax money collected to bankroll research and development for pothole eradication. Will you go, Chris Gardner? I want to couple that with launching a national pothole task force. See, now that's where he starts to get a little weird. Scientists, engineers, manufacturers, entrepreneurs, and federally funded research universities all working together towards a common goal, eradicating potholes from this great country. Man, he sounds like Abraham Lincoln, doesn't he? Man, let's get behind this guy. And and, and his tweet, his tweet title is Gardner for Missouri. He doesn't even smell Missouri like you're supposed to. He smells Missouri like Missouri. Get them potholes fixed in Missouri. All right. Well, that was fun. Uh, I think everyone's kind of on board with both aspects of it. Gardner told Marijuana Moment in a phone interview. 
potholes are a big talk around St. Louis right now. I'm sure. I'm sure it's probably if, if top three big talks around St. Louis. Potholes going to be in one of them. I can assure you. I can assure you. In fact, potholes are going to be a big talk around Fargo right now. But anyway, this guy, if you're in Missouri, make sure you vote for this guy. C.W. Gardner. This guy's an animal. It's two things that I think that might not go hand in hand when you look at it. It's more of a brand than it works. But I think it's two pretty popular ideas. I mean, cannabis is a very popular idea. Potholes, I mean, I'm not sure where that lines up when it comes to political clout. You know, your platform is, man, if you vote me in, I swear the first thing I do on the first day I'm elected is fix these potholes in Carrington. Oh, we got to vote for that guy. And he's for cannabis? Whew. But anyway... Gardner can't necessarily claim the idea as his own. Not only have advocates generally pushed for cannabis legalization as a revenue generator, uh, former Rhode Island Governor Lincoln Chafee, or Chaffee, or, that's it, specifically promoted a pot for potholes agenda nearly a decade ago. In any case, the Gardner round is yet another example of how politicians across the political spectrum have become conformable leaning into the cannabis reform issue even in a Republican primary. I don't know what this guy's up to, but he was quoted as saying, if they tried the pot, they'd be for the pot part. And I'm with this dude. So if you're in Missouri, you vote for Gardner. All right. And you tell him Wilson sent you. All right. What do we got next? Now, Nebraska. And they're almost, I mean, bless, the, bless Nebraska's little hearts. I mean, they've tried so hard. And that Senator Anna Wishart, she is just, you know, she is just amazing and she's really carried this thing along in nebraska and uh let's see if i can find her name here but uh yeah anna wishart she is uh, yeah senator anna wishart campaign co-chair for nebraska medical cannabis uh so let me see if i can figure out what's going on here uh federal court sides with nebraska medical cannabis activists in lawsuit over ballot requirements a federal judge gave a campaign to legalize cannabis in nebraska second wind which it was almost out because they lost funding. It was just a big mess, siding with the activists in a lawsuit over the state's signature gathering requirements for ballot measures. With about three weeks left before the July 7th DL, that's a deadline for you lamos to turn in enough uh, petitions, uh, the judge issued a prelim injunction against the state, barring officials from enforcing a requirement that activists collect signatures from a minimum of 5% of voters in at least 38 counties. Uh... I don't know what that means. Activists argue that the geographical signature requirement is unconstitutional. I'm not going to get into this because it's boring me and I don't understand it. So let's talk about this. This is from High Times. And now this is going to be kind of fun. And I never pre-read any of these articles. I just look at the titles and I bookmark them. So because again, um, ADD people, if I already read the article, I couldn't I couldn't read the article like it was fresh. I couldn't pretend so I just wouldn't read the article. If I read all the articles, then I couldn't come to work, I guess. This just doesn't feel like work. But anyway, New Zealand leaders demand cops. They even call them cops in New Zealand. Stop spraying chemicals on cannabis. New Zealand cops are spraying weird blue chemicals on weed plants. Is it safe to humans and surrounding foliage, they ask? 
Well, what is wrong with these people? So anyway, New Zealand's recently revived cannabis eradication has gotten out of control. Residents say a couple growing three weed plants. Let me start over. A couple growing three weed plants last February, for instance, were having dinner together when a helicopter flew overhead, spraying chemicals under their three plants that they use for medical reasons. The program isn't settling well in the modern world, not at a time when nearly 70% of New Zealanders support legalization or decrim. Both leaders and residents are fed up with a waste of resources as the country races towards cannabis reform. Legislation backer and Green MP Chloe Swarbrick said spraying cannabis plants from helicopters isn't the way to solve this. I can't imagine spraying cannabis plants from helicopters is the way to solve anything. Last February, the New Zealand Police National Headquarters, otherwise known as the NZPNH, oh, made the decision to revive its cannabis eradication program, which was canceled in January 2021. But obviously, we have incredibly effect, ineffective law when this amount of money is being continually spent on an annual basis and making no effect on the supply on the streets. Instead, Swarbrick suggested focusing on a real problem the country's grappling with. Are you ready for it? Such as, are you ready? Meth. Ah, meth. Yes, very good. Good indeed. Let's go with meth. June 9th, the New Zealand Customs issues a news release that they had uncovered 433 grams of methamphetamine, approximately 450,000 in cash, and clan lab-related items. Um, what? Let me start over. 435 grams of meth, I get that. Approximately half a mil in cash. I ain't got any of that. But clan lab-related items? What? what, what? I, I don't know. I don't know. New Zealand Drug Foundation Executive Director Sarah Helm agreed that the police policies don't align with what is happening across the country. Nearly half of the country voted for full legalization of cannabis in the 2020 referendum. Polling commissioned last year by the Helen Clark Foundation found 69% of New Zealand respondents supported either full or decrim. And uh, this PhD Julian goes, meanwhile in New Zealand, police fly a helicopter over a couple's home and spray toxic herbicide on the three cannabis plants. This is the drug war to enforce the drug apartheid. According to uncovered documents, uh, the country spent two, almost three million on aerial spraying nationally over the fast, past five years. Locals are fed up that over 2.6 million was spent on destroying what majority of the country supports. That is, it's kind of, kind of backwards. So, what exactly are the cops spraying on the cannabis? Officers were asked what substance they were using. One officer told Te Ayo Maori News, he goes, nothing, just dye in water. But local resident Wetu Paitai caught cops in the act, pouring a mysterious blue liquid on the ble- on the be- onto the beach and posted a video on Facebook. It turns out it's the same herbicide they are using to kill weed plants. I took a photo of the container and I Googled them to find they were a weed killer called Biosafe from AgPro. They have a HazChem code of 2XE, which means any waste materials to be contained and removed to be correctly disposed of as opposed to material that you can just dilute down. It can harm aquatic life with long-lasting effects and is classified a poison. Police spokesperson claimed that spray used only affects plants and has no major impact on the soil. I would imagine that a police spokesperson has no business being the guy, the voice of reason, when it comes to whether or not this could be toxic or non-toxic. You're, you're just a, you're a talking head for the cops. What do you know about science? We can learn from the past when it comes to herbicides. When U.S. funded cannabis eradication programs in Mexico in the 70s. I didn't know that. Oh, yeah, I do. The dangerous herbicide Paraquat. Oh, yeah. The weed made its way back into the U.S. where it ended up harming Americans. 
Now, I, man, I feel like my dad smoked a Paraquat. Apparently, it was fungus. I don't know. I'm making stuff up. In March 1978, 21% of cannabis samples surveyed from the southwest U.S. was found to be contaminated with Paraquat, which is just a fun word to say, and it kind of sounds like, like a wound on a wombat's leg. You know what I mean? I cut the wombat. He had a long Paraquat on his thigh. A recent study on Paraquat poisoning in 2020 shows the in-hospital mortality rate was 72%. Uh, acute kidney injury and is also believed to cause Parkinson's. There are dangerous effects of smoking pesticides, herbicides, and fungicides. Keep you alive, staying alive. It's all right. Yeah, yeah. Legal operations, especially Michael Well, Michael is out near, am I right? On top of that, herbicides can harm foliage, shoots, flowers, and fruits. Man, that rhymes. On top of that, herbicides can harm foliage, shoots, flowers, and fruits. And the spray gets everywhere. Lab-tested legal weed is typically tested for contaminants. There must be better ways of mitigating illegal crops without spraying chemicals on them. Amen. Let's keep cruising. Now, this is wild. NBA's Montrezl Harrell busted with three pounds of the dank. He faces felony drug trafficking charges after Kentucky State Troopers discovered three pounds of cannabis in a vehicle he was driving last month. Well, let's get into this. And I mean, all you got to hear is the word Kentucky and, and oh, and he's black and he's black. So that's that's going to be a problem. That's going to be a, a black man in Kentucky with three pounds of weed. Oof, that's ouch. There's there's better states, man. There's better states. Montrezl. And I kind of like that name. I don't know. Am I too old to have a kid? If I had a boy, would I name him Montrezl? My nizzle? Shizzle Montrezl? I like it. But anyway, <laughs> I'm getting high-tracked. NBA forward Montrezl, he's facing felonious charges after police discovered, like I said, three pounds of weight at a traffic stop. Harrell, who plays for the Charlotte Hornets, was scheduled to appear in court to answer the charges filed in Madison County, Kentucky. But the arraignment hearing has been delayed until next month. And it'll probably be delayed again. According to a police report, Harrell was driving a rented 2020 Honda Pilot southbound on I-75 on a morning of May 12th. He was pulled over by a trooper for following too closely behind the vehicle in front of him. I don't know. Uh, trooper Jesse Owens, Jesse Owens, wrote that after stopping Harold's vehicle, he observed the odor of cannabis. Actually, he smelled. Actually, he thinks he might have smelled. He, he was possibly smelling it. I mean, you don't observe it. What is it? Can you see it? The citation also notes that Harold admitted to being in possession of cannabis and produced a small amount from his sweatpants. Now, this doesn't help with the whole drug trafficking thing but he wouldn't really have a whole pound in his pocket you know uh so they discovered three pounds of cannabis in the vacuum sealed bags and a backpack that was found on the back seat of the vehicle harrell has been charged with trafficking less than five pounds of cannabis under kentucky state law i don't even want to read this possession of more than eight ounces but less than five pounds is a class d felony for the first offense those convicted of the charge uh sentenced to one to five years behind bars and a fine ranging uh, the Charlotte Hornets have declined to comment, according. Uh, so let's see what we'll see what's up with Harrell. Eight-year NBA career, eighth season with the NBA. He averages 11.6 points a game. As a freshman, he played on the Cardinals' 2013 national champion team. Uh, let's see. Harrell was chosen by the Houston Rockets. Uh, let me see. Uh, 
Singing, let me see. It looks like he's pretty good. Looks like he's pretty good. Uh, although he keeps changing teams. So I don't know what that means. But I'll be, uh, I'll be thinking about Mondrezel. And good luck to you, sir. Now, four cops cleared of charges in fatal shooting a man driving weed truck, right? I mean, I've got, I've got the articles for you. Uh, a Siskiyou County, California district attorney announced on June 14th that four police officers will be cleared of charges after shooting and killing a man. I could just shoot and kill a man who drove a truck full of cannabis through a wildfire checkpoint. Well, oh, man, that just sounds horrible. So here we go. But over the past year, witnesses and cops provided conflicting stories about what happened that day, which involved an Asian-American worker. In June last year, lightning ignited the devastating lava fire. And amid the chaos, things unraveled when they pulled over a man driving a truck with over 100 pounds of cannabis inside. Officers were directing a line of vehicles, leaving the area to escape the torrent of flames. Sublige Cobb Hodge of Kansas City was driving a pickup truck that was loaded with 132 pounds of cannabis. He was most likely working for one of the many illegal greenhouses in the area. He had also had firearms in the truck. Police saw that Hodge ignored orders to turn west onto County Road A-12 as a fire ravaged a rural Big Springs area. Officer says he panicked, fired around at one of the officers, then they returned fire and shot him in the head, chest, arms, and legs. Police say they found a loaded forty-five on Hodge's lap. Other assault rifles were found later. However, witnesses say over 60 shots were fired at the victim and that the dash cam footage wasn't released. Ah, uh, boy. The incident led to national outcry over suspicions about a possible anti-Asian-American hate crime. So, officers attempted to clear their names. The Sacramento Bee reports that District Attorney Kirk Andrus sent out a nine-page letter that outlined his findings. Uh... Uh, Andrew said the point wasn't to find cannabis, but simply get people out of the area. Hodge, however, may have thought he would be stopped and searched. He had a cash crop in the back of his truck that he apparently was willing to defend. He may have had the misapprehension that residents were being funneled into an area where they'd be searched. He would have been wrong. Police said Hodge also had an arrest warrant in Mesa County, Colorado, on a cannabis and gun-related charge. Uh, Siskiyou County has already banned large-scale cultivation, but as last year, estimated there were 5,000 to 6,000 illegal greenhouses growing in the Big Springs area. Now, that is an awful lot of greenhouses growing. Locals in the Big Springs area say the farms typically involve immigrant workers of Hmong and Chinese descent because of the renewed focus due to the case of Hodge. It's the embattled Hmong community in Northern California that typically end up trimming or working. Not everyone was buying the police story, which is what led to the investigation in the first place. One witness said over 60 shots were fired. Uh, so I don't know. Uh, the shooting is a result of escalating racial discrimination against the Hmong and Asian American community. Uh, let's see. Uh, for the time being, it appears the officers are off the hook and will not face any criminal charges in the matter. You know, now that whole missing dash cam thing is a problem. That's a problem. That, that dash cam should have been working. I would argue that it did work. I would argue that there is, in fact, why can't we get the dash cam? You're going to tell me I need to let you guys slide, but you don't have the video proof? It just imag magically Epstein through the ceiling? Oh, I was going to say, oh, so what did they say? Epstein didn't kill himself. I'm bringing it back. I haven't heard that in a while. And I'm pretty sure Epstein didn't kill himself. And all my views aren't represented necessarily by the radio station. So they may think Epstein did kill himself. I don't.
The Colorado town of Moffat, this is from MaryJane.com, is considering changing its name to Cush. Well, bless its heart. However, Moffat, Mofat, that's pretty groovy. You know what I mean? It's almost like Mofat the Cush. Cushy the Mofat, Mofat Cushy. The proposal comes from a local cannabis entrepreneur seeking, and I almost said manure, but I didn't, seeking to revitalize the town's identity. That's groovy. So he's considering changing his name to Kush after the type of cannabis that originated in the Hindu Kush mountains. Uh, the town Moffat has a population of 120 people. Now, I would imagine they should get 420 people living there, and that would be cool. The proposal was brought by Mike Biggio, co-founder of Area 420, which provides land to commercial cannabis cultivators. He's trying to convey, create something like that would happen with Napa Valley or even Hubble. Town trustee Ken Skoglin uh, opposes the change, saying that while he acknowledges cannabis industry has led to positive changes in the town, it would create frustrations for residents who would have to change their license and all that. It's a good industry for Moffitt, but that doesn't mean it should come in and change the name of the town to stop a whole bunch of other people that don't even care for cannabis. The town is currently named after David H. Moffitt. Skoglin said the residents are often re- to referring to Moffitt as the Cush Capital of Colorado. The residents met last week to discuss the name change. All right, now, I got to read this before the show's over. This is from MaryJane.com, and I hope you're ready for this. I'm going to just read the title, and then we're going to delve right into it. Thai farmers are now selling organic chicken raised on cannabis, not antibiotics. I'm going to read that again for you slow listeners. Thai farmers are now selling organic chicken raised on cannabis, not antibiotics. Studies show that feeding chickens a steady diet of antibiotics creates fatter chickens, and it spawns diseases resistance against modern drugs, too. And... I mean, come on, uh, antibiotic-free chickens are pretty well sought after. A farming community in Lampang Thai says feeding their chickens cannabis instead of antibiotics increased the quality of the chickens' eggs and meat. According to the which I, I mean, consume cannabis yourself and then go do a physical. I mean, people say, well, Willie Nelson just has good genes. Tommy Chung just has good genes. Snoopy Deal Double just has good genes. But what do they all have in common? They utilize cannabis as a health regimen, as, as a nutrient. It's a plant. Antibiotics is, I mean, a stinking, you know, a carrot's a plant. I don't know, I'm making that up. But you know what I'm saying. Plants are do have purposes, you know. People called it weed to, negati- to negativize it, to negativize it. According to the Community Enterprise President, Siren Shamthet, the farmer's chickens were stricken with avian bronchitis. The illness resisted antibiotics treatment, which led the farmers to try cannabis. See, antibiotics weren't working. So they decided to do a natural thing because the chickens would have eaten cannabis back in the day. Your grandfather's grandfathers were healthy because of a lot of this in those animals' diets and in your own grains. So he said the chickens fed cannabis not only developed a resistance to avian bronchitis, they got better at toughing it through bad weather too. The farmers later ditched the antibiotics altogether, stuck with the cannabis feed instead. According to the Enterprise's website, the farmers are already selling their organic chicken and meat and eggs. They plan to offer a weed chicken roll sometime in the near future. So are these farmers' claims legit or is there just another gimmicky cannabis venture? When chickens are fed antibiotics, resisting disease is just one part of it. Antibiotics fatten up the chickens too, which can enhance flavor. And as it goes with cannabis, added weight also increases weight sold. However, antibiotics antibiotics come with a downside. They create antibiotic-resistant bacteria, which can infect chickens and humans. 
starts in the chicken's guts, then it migrates into the muscles. And then that muscle is what we eat. So, but what could what could cannabis do? What antibiotics do, but better? Studies show that cannabis exhibits antibacterial properties. It showed that CBD could kill certain kinds of disease-causing bacteria. So, whether cannabis can safely replace antibiotics in chickens or people will require further study. And I didn't even think of that. Antibiotics, if you used cannabis, you would never need to be on antibiotics. That's interesting. All right, so what else do we got here? This is interesting here. This is from Gajapreneur. North Carolina governor signs a bill legalizing pharmaceuticals containing THC if, if, if FDA approves. So that's interesting. Uh, Tuesday, they signed a measure removing federal food and drug approved medications containing THC from the state's list of scheduled drugs. The measure does not include medical cannabis, which was approved by the state Senate earlier this month, but will not be heard in the House, the lowest chamber leader Tim Moore said. So that'll be cool. The law signed by Cooper will automatically legalize any drug containing THC so long as it is approved by the FDA. Uh, let's see. And the North Carolina Commission for Mental Health, boop does not object to excluding the drug from the state schedule, whatever, for. Cooper does support broad medical cannabis along with most of his Democratic cohorts. Oh. So the chamber would not take up the legislation this session, likely killing the bill this year. I want to see where our folks are on it. I really do. That one has just kind of been thrown down. So that's that's kind of a win for cannabis, I'd say. Brazil court rules patients can grow their own cannabis for medical purposes. Five-judge panel in Brazil unanimously favored, ruled three patients' rights to grow their own cannabis for medical purposes. So that's exciting. Now, let me read this last thing here before I get out of here. This is from Gondrepreneur as well. If you're wondering what's up with Brittany Griner, she was the one that got she was the uh, she was the WNBA star that played in Russia. She's Phoenix Mercury. She'd play in Russia during the winter off season. She'd get a million per season. It's more than four times her WNBA salary. However, she is accused of smuggling vape pens in her luggage at customs. Uh, they're extending her detention till at least July 2nd. In Russia, Griner faces up to 10 years in prison, and her detention has been extended three times since her arrest. State Department spokesperson said the agency's position for some time on this has been very clear. Brittany Griner should not be detained. Uh, they, uh, the U.S. had lost consular access to Griner last month. This whole Russia-Ukraine thing, man, oh, man. Oof. So I wish Griner the best. And uh, we'll see. Uh, so following Griner's arrest, the Russian Federal Customs Service issued a statement indicating that it had opened a criminal investigation into large scale transportation drugs, but did not name Griner. Her detention is inhumane and unacceptable. She has not had a single phone call in her 117 days of wrongful detention. Man. Well, you've been listening to Canada Talk ND with Wilson. I'm Wilson. Every Thursday, I get in here 420, open a big fat bag of cannabis news and i show enough did i thank you for joining me and listening to me i'll be back next thursday of course now i'm going to read 
An underwriter programming on 95.9 Radio Free Fargo, KRWFLP, is being underwritten by the All of Us Research Program. The All of Us Research Program is a national effort which wants to speed up health research in order to try to benefit the health of everyone. Enrollment is open to all ages, adult 18 or older, who live in the U.S. and who cannot, who can provide and who can provide consent. By joining, you'll be contributing to research that may improve health for future generations. You may learn more about your own health, including DNA. Enrollment is open at the Essential Health West Acres Clinic location at 3902 13th Avenue, South Fargo, North Dakota, 58103. Search essentialhealth.org backslash all of us to learn more or enroll today. Or you give the research team a call at 877-340-8058. And again, thank you for checking me out every Thursday. I am glad I could tell you guys about feeding cannabis to chickens instead of stinking instead of stinking uh, whatever (laughs) I forgot what I was saying so anyway why don't I just play some music and then I'll come back and then I'll do some stuff and then we'll get out of here here's brand new Marco Benevento Well, that was Marco Benevento, Marco and Mimo. That's brand new here on KRWF 95.9, RadioFreeFargo.org, streaming wherever you're living. It's a beautiful day here in Fargo, Moorhead. I'm out the door, kind of talking to you with Wilson every Thursday. I get in here at 4. At 5, Stinky Arts Music Mark gets in here for a couple hours of tunes and whatnot. Locals on the 8, Radio Free Madness, Black Ring Ritual. That's your thirsty Thursday here. The best radio station in the world, as far as I'm concerned. This show is brought to you by Black Cottage Alchemy. Black Cottage Alchemy on Facebook, blackcottagealchemy.com. Or downtown here, Tochi Products has all of their stuff for sale. Colloidal Silver, the body butter, which I recommend highly. Again, thank you, Black Cottage Alchemy, for sponsoring this show on cannabis and the benefits of it, medically and legally, and that sort of thing. I'm going to jump out of here so Stinky Art can get in here and get his stink out to you. It takes a little while. He's got to, like, heat up some stink here, I think. I don't know, like a fondue pre-stink for the show. So I need to get out of here and let him do that. Plus, I'm allergic to fondue and stink. So educate yourself on the benefits of cannabis so you can educate others. And don't forget, I believe God created cannabis to use as we see fit. And if you feel like shouting him out like I do... Antioch Church, Sunday morning, 10 a.m., 417 Main Avenue is where I'll be. And again, I'm not drumming this Sunday, so if you want, you can maybe sit by me if you behave yourself. I'm out of here. Stinky Arts on deck. Thank you for listening to me. I'll be next. I'll be here next Thursday. Get out, enjoy some of that breeze. It's beautiful outside. Don't forget we had a gnarly winter. Get out and appreciate it, huh? David Allen, Judgment Day. Peace. Peace.